Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And for a limited time, get more fun for less with the Michigan Bundle for just $49.99. Exclusive to Michigan residents only. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The Volume. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Basketball, football, they have awesome new and existing user promotions. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You can get your winnings back in two hours. My favorite, the same game parlays. You can bet five or ten bucks in one 150 bucks or more. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get started now. Sign up promo code Colin so they know we and I sent you. The Colin Coward Podcast presented by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to our Friday podcast. Longtime Celtics and NBA reporter Chris Mannix stops by. They've seized control of the finals. But first, fake questions, real answers. I do this every Friday, stuff I want to talk about, but don't want to wait for you to ask me. Dear Colin, what do you think of people saying that Draymond Green's podcast is hurting his performance in the NBA Finals? Yeah, sometimes I'm just not sure the media is sober. Uh, Draymond Green's been doing the podcast all season. He did it during the Memphis series. He did it during the Dallas series. And now he's doing it against the Celtics. You think maybe it's the Celtics are the best team he's faced? The Celtics are probably harder to face than other teams because they're the best defense historically, maybe since the Chicago Bulls with MJ, Pippen, Ron Harper, and Rodman. (laughs) Come on, folks. Try harder. Draymond Green is realizing what everybody in the Eastern Conference did. It is hard to be good game after game against Ime Adoka, This rim-protecting Robert Williams, Marcus Smart Defensive Player of the Year defense. 
the Warriors and Draymond Green, I think, will rebound at some point in this series, but winning it, very much in doubt. It's not about the podcast. It's about the people, and the Celtics have really good ones. Dear Colin, do you have a problem with Dustin Johnson saying he's joining the LIV tour, the live tour, because he feels he needs to make more money? Well, what he really said is he doesn't want to play golf forever. And these people joining it can make two to three times the money in half the time. I don't want to work forever either, do you? Here's what people who are not driven or not entrepreneurs don't get. I hear this all the time. Haven't you made enough money? You do realize that people that win Powerball continue to play the lottery because they find some enjoyment in the lottery. They don't say, I won Powerball. I'm done playing the lottery. It's a habit for them. They have fun with it. And that's how entrepreneurs see business. I would say of all the media members, the least ambitious are often sports writers. That's nothing against them. But occasionally you'll find a very driven sports writer. Mitch Albom was the best local sports writer in the country. He won national awards doing that. He also hosted a local radio show and wrote books that became national bestsellers, made into movies. He also worked weekends at ESPN, sports reporters. He was entrepreneurial. He gained great enjoyment from working. He could have easily stopped at just writing a column, but his ambition needed more. People who say, haven't you made enough money? Dustin Johnson likes to compete. He wants to improve. So do lots of people. The PGA Tour has made billions. Should they stop trying to make money or continue to grow? Why do we always pick on individuals and not corporations? I mean, I work for Fox. They've made billions of dollars. Should they stop now? They've made enough. Some people don't have that gene. They're not entrepreneurs. They're not driven. They're apathetic. They're content. Good is good enough. Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, these guys want more. I get it. Dear Colin, what do you think of the Washington Commander's defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, calling the January 6th attack on the Capitol a dust-up? Oh, boy. Some people should stick to sports. But let's be honest. We have people in America that were outraged by Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, the definition of a peaceful protest. But they call January 6th a dust-up. Oh, what hypocrites they are. I am for peaceful protests. I am not for January 6th. If you're downplaying it and minimizing it, it was an attack on our government. Dear Colin, LeBron James said this week he'd like to own an NBA team in Vegas. How do you think it would go? I think he'd be a great owner. Why? Because I think Vegas continues to be a great place for professional sports. As gambling grows, no state tax, warm winter weather, the NBA is a winter league. It'd be a very attractive place. Proximity to California, players would love to play in Vegas. But LeBron has two qualities that are very important in business. 
He is measured. And he is calculated. He doesn't get a lot of technicals. He doesn't get in fights. He's very much a businessman. He's the first active player in pro basketball to make a billion dollars or be worth a billion dollars. So Michael Jordan actually also has the kind of personality that a businessman should. He is measured and he is calculated. He got great criticism and pressure to talk more politics during his playing days. And he relented. What I don't want is a chaotic artist owning my sports team. When I heard Kanye West could possibly own the Broncos, run for your lives. He's a chaotic and inconsistent personality. Those have often entered the ownership space, not just celebrities, but the worst owners we've had in pro sports have reacted impulsively. Jimmy Haslam of the Browns with a Deshaun Watson contract. Bad owners are impulsive. Bad owners are inconsistent. Bad owners and business people play with emotion too often. LeBron is smart, measured, and calculated. I think he'd be a fantastic owner for any professional sports team. And because he already has a piece of the Fenway group, he's already involved in that. So he is watching some of the smartest people in sports ownership in the world operate. One thing we know about LeBron, he can be a great teacher. He can be a great mentor. He's also been in his career a great student. The NBA Finals are here, and so is your chance to score big on FanDuel Sportsbook. Throughout the Finals, FanDuel's giving new customers $200 in free bets. $200 free bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Bet the money line, point spreads, player props. Just sign up. The promo code is always Colin. That's me, C-O-L-I-N. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now's the perfect time. Give it a shot. The only thing sweeter than watching the finals is cashing in on the action. Join today. Promo code Colin. Turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets. Win or lose. Make every game feel like game seven with FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. In Michigan, 1-877-HOP. P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And for a limited time, get more fun for less with the Michigan Bundle for just $49.99. Exclusive to Michigan residents only. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. So Chris Mannix, longtime NBA reporter, does it for Sports Illustrated. Senior writer, host the crossover pod. So uh, we could only afford his boxing pod. Uh, hopefully, we will accumulate. Draymond Green's going to make us all rich. So then we'll be able to afford the whole Chris Mannix package. Let's start with that. You know, people are forgetting when they criticize the pod, they're not giving the Celtics credit. He did the pod during the Mavericks series, the Memphis series, the regular season. The difference is Celtics are really good. And they have marginalized and shrunk several NBA stars. I mean, Kevin Durant had his worst series as a pro. It's like, can we give the Celtics credit? It's the best defense I've seen since the Jordan Bulls, right? Yeah, I would. I was at Jordan Bulls. I think of the early 90s bad boy Pistons. You have to go back literally decades to find a defense that is as versatile and tough and just diverse in every area that the Celtics are. They lock you down with great perimeter defenders. They've got a premier shot blocker in Robert Williams, who even at like, I think he's like 60% right now playing through that knee injury. Uh, he's still able to contest and block a lot of shots for in that last game. It's not anything Draymond is saying um, on his podcast. I did feel a little bit bad for for Jake Fisher. I know Jake a little bit. Um, he used to work at SI and I don't think he had bad intentions when he kind of was asking yeah. Draymond that question about giving away stuff on the pod but uh wrong time to ask Draymond but, uh, <laughs> he was not uh he was not looking to entertain uh that theory at all listen um yeah, this is the simplest way um to describe what I'm seeing the Celtics don't even need Jason Tatum to play well to control much of the series the Warriors need Steph to be great for four quarters or at least three or they're done in this series. The role players, the non-starters, the non-stars for the Celtics are contributing mightily in this series. And the Warriors, many of their young players, Moody's not ready. Kaminga's not ready. Wiseman's not healthy. Poole's hit and miss. I said this today on television. Most, not all, but most championship teams have a majority of their best players in their prime. 
Celtics do, Warriors don't. Little old there, little young there. I think it's that simple. I, I think the fact that Boston can control the series and Tatum has been okay, I kind of feel like the Warriors are doomed. Am I overreacting? No, I don't think so. And Look, I picked the Celtics to win in six to start this series because everything I've seen from Boston, and I've been up close and personal with them since the start of the season, but everything I've seen from Boston from late January on suggests that they're the real deal. I mean, if you look at the numbers from mid-January to the end of the season, they weren't just the best defense in the NBA. They were the best defense in the NBA by a country mile. And and we mentioned the top, they're generationally good uh, defense. And to your point, they don't need Jason Tatum to go off to put up between 105 and 115 points. Um, they need Tatum to contribute in other ways. They need him to be a facilitator, which is something that Ime Udoka has drilled into him really from the start of the season. But as long as he's contributing in that way, they don't need him to be um, a carry-the-team type of offensive player because they do have a, a, a wide selection of weapons they can go to. I mean, Jalen Brown, I thought in Game 3, set the tone in that game. I mean, he was the one out there being aggressive early on. Jalen's the kind of guy, Colin, that he heard and read every single thing that was out there about Draymond Green locking him up in Game 2, about the way the Warriors pivoted to Draymond on Jalen and the impact that had on him. And he came out looking like he was determined uh, to show that he was better than that. On top of that, Al Horford, more the player that scored the 20s in Game 1 that scored the two points in Game 2. Grant Williams started to make a couple of shots. Peyton Pritchard made a couple of shots. The margin for error for Boston is just a lot wider than the margin yep. for error with Golden State. You know, Clay had a great Game 3, but I'm not banking on Clay playing like that the rest of this series. Everything I've seen of Clay this postseason tells me that when he's left alone for standalone jump shots, he's the old Clay Thompson. When he's asked to play on the move or run off screens, he is a diminished version of himself because his body's not all the way back from those lower leg injuries. So, uh, you know, Steph is now hurt with what he says, the same injury that cost him, what, like a month plus towards the end of the season, maybe a little bit uh, better than what that was. I just think Golden State is in a world of trouble to where it's the point where if Boston wins game four, I think they win the series in five. Yeah. So I'll throw this at you that J.A. Adonde was on my TV show and he said, you know, they should have strongly considered moving him because they're trying to pull two things together. The best player on this team is Steph Curry and he's the soul of the team. So the and I would say Steph's got two more really good years and, uh, you know, cross your fingers on health. And then you'll see some diminished Steph. But he's got two more really good years left. And that may be at 60 games, not 82. They may rest him, right? Like we're seeing with LeBron now. It's the injuries pile up. So Moody's 20. Kaminga's 19. Wiseman's 21. Okay, they are two years away from really lining up. They won't peak then as we see the growth with Jalen Brown and the growth with Jason Tatum. They'll be in their prime at 24. They're four years away. So there's an argument to be made. If you get beaten five games in this series, 
Draymond's expensive, Clay's expensive, Wiggins expensive, Steph expensive, and the young guys don't line up with Steph. And I'll just throw this at you, Chris. You're very connected. I think you have to consider, because you're not moving off Steph. He's still too great. And you're probably not moving Clay and Draymond because of the history. I think you move Wiggins potentially, and I think you have to move one of these young guys or two to get a player that can help you now. I know it seems that's not what the Warriors do. They draft and develop. But Chris, if you don't line up in Steph's timeline, what's the point, right? It's a gut-wrenching decision that Bob Myers is going to have to make because even though we've seen very little of James Wiseman, he has big-time talent. He could turn out to be the next great center in the NBA. What we've seen from Kaminga and Moody suggests they might be as early as two years away from contributing to a championship team and maybe even being capable of leading one. But right now, they're not. And I agree with you. You have to decide if you're going to maximize this window of Steph, Clay, and Draymond, which is probably two to three years, and sacrifice and sacrifice some of these young guys to go and get them. Now, I see, at least early on, when I talk to people across the league, I see two options for them immediately. One is Bradley Beal. Um, yes. We haven't yes. heard a lot about Bradley Beal over the last couple of months, but... I believe he's going to want to go somewhere else. That's just my gut feeling from talking to people that know Bradley Beal. Um, and if he does, you don't have to sacrifice too much young talent to get him in a sign and trade. Maybe it's Andrew Wiggins. Maybe it's one other piece. And you can get Bradley Beal, who fits the timeline that we're talking about. The other player that gets brought up a lot in NBA circles is Rudy Gobert. Now, Rudy Gobert, you'd have to give up something to get him. You'd have to give up right. one or two of your young players to extract him from Utah. We know Danny Ainge plays hardball in deals like this. He's not going to just hand over Rudy for nickels on the dollar. But you can see the value that Rudy Gobert would bring to this Warriors team. They are not a team loaded with plus defenders. Draymond is a plus defender. Andrew Wiggins is a plus defender. But Steph even though he was a lot better this year, you wouldn't say he's a plus defender. Clay Thompson, maybe he gets back to that, but what have you seen from Clay during these playoffs, Colin? Who is he guarding? He's guarding bigger players because he doesn't have the lateral quickness right now to be the Clay Thompson defensively that he once was. Maybe he gets it back. Maybe a full offseason gets him back to being that player, but right now you have to question whether he's going to be a plus defender moving forward. Jordan Poole, I don't ever see that. I don't see him ever becoming a plus defender. So you bring in Rudy Gobert, and he has the ability to transform your defense in in just one move and make you a better defensive team. Now you lose something. You can't switch like they do right now, and you're going to have to recreate your defense a little bit. But he gives them a defensive presence that they're clearly lacking. So that's another name that I hear talked a lot when it comes to Golden State. Let me throw this at you. The advantage being the Patriots with that culture for years, they always got great value when they move players because Wiggins is a great example. You move into a great culture. I mean, he was sort of lost and people were done with him. And now it's like, hmm. 
So the truth is, you're going to get more from him than he'll probably deliver to another culture. And that's where Jordan Poole is interesting. If you brought Bradley Beal over, Poole, this may be it. He was a G Leaguer not long ago. This may be it. So if if you Bradley, you tell yourself you'd have Poole and Steph and Clay and Beal. The guy I think you consider moving is Jordan Poole. I think this is it. I don't think he I think he's a hot and cold player. He's a B player that has A nights. You you put him with Washington. He could end up being a bounce around the league guy. Jordan so, Clarkson. He could become Jordan Clarkson in a way. That's right. Yeah. So th- that's one thing the Warriors have is everybody looks a, a half a grade better in their culture than they are. I don't know if I like Gobert. I've been I have been the biggest Bradley Beal fan for years. I think Pat Riley wants Bradley Beal. Because I think he wants a true number one scoring option. And I think I think you're seeing this with Giannis in the East, um, with Robert Williams in the East. Bam's a defensive player. He's completely shut down. And Jimmy Butler's more athlete than score. So I think all this is just fascinating. Let's let's pivot back to the series. Um, so Ime Oduku comes into the Celtics and they have a really bad first two months. And um you don't always see that in football coaching. Sometimes Sean McVay goes to the Rams. It works instantly with Jared Goff. So, but in basketball is different. If for some reason, Spolstra, LeBron, Wade, it took like 20 games to get it right. You were there. Why were they so bad early? Yeah, I was there. And over the weekend, I spoke to Ime Yudoka on the phone for about 20 minutes about this specific subject. And we talked about the resistance that he faced uh, from these Celtics players early on to two specific things that he was trying to implement. Defensively, they play very differently from how they played under Brad Stevens. The way this team switches, only a handful of teams in the NBA do it, largely because if you don't have a point guard that can switch in the way that Marcus Smart can switch, there's no point in doing it. And the Celtics... For the last 10 years, they have often or always really had a lead guard who has been a defensive liability, whether it was Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker. You had to hide that player. So the Celtics, they were transforming their defense in training camp to become something totally different to the point where Ime told me that Jason Tatum came to him in the first week of training camp and saying, you know, maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe we should go back to some of the principles that we used um, in previous seasons. Ime's message, just stick with it. Stick with it and force them to stick with it. The other part on the other end of the ball was that, you know, Ime, he had a bird's eye view of these Celtics for the last two years. He was an assistant on Brett Brown's staff when they lost to Boston in the bubble. He was an assistant on Steve Nash's staff when they beat them in the first round. He knew what this team needed. And what this team needed was for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to stop being so focused on being one-on-one players and become playmakers, to embrace that part of the offensive game. It was funny, Colin. You go back even further to when Ime was introduced as the Celtics head coach. He's sitting up there next to Brad Stevens, and somebody asks him about improvements. And Ime specifically cites that the Celtics were 27th in assists in that, that previous season. Looks over at Brad kind of sheepishly and is like, sorry, Brad. Sorry, I had to say it, but 
we need to improve in that area. So he knew what this team needed to do to get better. It just took them months to figure it out and to really embrace it. They weren't truly bought in probably until after the first of the year. There were flickers towards the end. You remember that Phoenix game on New Year's Eve where they just blew the doors off the Suns? They were moving the ball really well there. But it wasn't until mid to late January where it all started to coalesce and they completely bought in. One thing he did that surprised me that worked was his tough love paid off. I mean, I I do TV in Boston as well for NBC Sports. I do the pre and post game show. And I can't tell you the number of times I sat on that desk after bad losses, watching an email press conference and then responding to it after he had just taken out the blowtorch and napalm these guys. Like he was hitting them hard. He wasn't, you know, Brad Stevens, his philosophy, as it is with many coaches in the NBA, was to take it all on him. It was the coach's fault. I did, I made all the mistakes. It's not the players because he believed that was in the best interest of the team. Ime didn't do that. Ime just went out there and specifically cited guys who weren't getting the job done. I remember thinking, this is never going to work. Like a coach with no resume to speak of, a first-year head coach on any level, blasting his team in the way Ime is, is never going to work. But it turns out that's exactly the kind of coaching that these Celtics craved and exactly the kind of coaching that they ultimately responded to. So it was... You know, and look, a quick example, Robert Williams is playing in this series right now because Ime Udoka spent the first two months of the year and into, even before that, into training camp, finding 900 ways to call Robert Williams soft to basically imply <laughs> that Robert Williams in years past did not play through pain as much as he as he should have. Fast forward through this season, there's a toughness to Robert Williams that simply did not exist in previous years. And that's what's enabling him to go out there on one leg a month, coming back a month after knee surgery and give them 20, 25 good minutes every single night. That's a direct result of the tough love Ime Yodoka showed him. You know, there there was a point, um, and again, it's been a player's league forever, but there there was a point where a few years ago, and, and some of this, it sounds crazy, but Donald Trump had everybody on edge in this country, and it was very polarizing. And the players, the NBA players, I thought rightly so, took a real stand. Like, this shit ain't going to fly. You're with him. You're not with us. And not that the NBA had coaches that were Republican or conservative or pro-Trump, but the players were empowered, and they felt strongly about a social situation in our country. And I think a lot of coaches in that process doubled down on their empowerment. I thought it was the right thing to do, but that can be difficult for 24, 25, 26-year-old players. Then you have to pivot back to, okay, I'm going to hard coach your ass <laughs> the next year. And maybe I'm just reaching here, but it's always been a player's league. But I, I did feel there was a time when the players really were, were, the league needed the coaches, the GMs, the commissioner. No, 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 no. We're not going to have a president criticizing our players, period. Then um, the the pandemic, the bubble. And then you got to pivot back to that. And it really works. Steve Kerr can coach hard. Emei coaches hard. Pop coaches hard. Spolstra coaches hard. I do think players want to be coached hard. I, I think what happened to Brad Stevens is he smartly realized they were tuning him out. He had a player or two that didn't just didn't connect with him. And he realized 
this is not the time. That was my takeaway is he's, he's a smart enough guy, got self-awareness. He's like, you know what? I think Quinn Snyder feels the same way. Like, I'm just running in circles here. Uh, I can't figure out the Gobert Donovan Mitchell issue. I can't solve this jigsaw puzzle. Let's get a former player in here. No, I, I think when it comes to hard coaching, you have to read the room, right? I mean, Brad Stevens, for his entire time in Boston, I viewed him as a top 10 coach. At times, I felt he was a top five coach in the NBA. His play calling, his understanding of basketball is at an elite level. But as he got towards the end, it certainly, I don't know if his voice was being drowned out or tuned out, but it wasn't having the same impact. The players were not responding in the way they responded early in the careers of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. And to Brad Stevens' credit, he didn't go out there and find someone that he could connect with or relate with on a personal level. He went out there and found the anti-Brad Stevens. He found a coach who was philosophically and in terms of coaching background, completely different. Ime Odoka, ex-player, never been a head coach on any level, longtime assistant, defensive-minded guy as he was in his previous two stops in Brooklyn and in Philadelphia. He found a guy that was that could give this team something that he couldn't. That's one of the biggest reasons the Celtics are there right now are here right now. And I agree with you on Quinn Snyder. I think it's the exact same type of situation. I don't know if a new coach is going to be able to come in and elevate that team to a Celtics-like level. There are just too many flaws with that roster beginning on the defensive side. But I do think they would respond better to a different coach than Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Well, I um I'm just enjoying the hell out of these playoffs. I I I I like tonight. I'm, we're taping this on Thursday. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I got nothing to do. This is as much fun. These This playoff run to me, we've had just enough nonsense with Harden and you know Simmons, just enough craziness. We've had shocking upsets where game seven, Phoenix at home is sandblasted by Dallas. Um, maybe I'll regret this, but I, I, uh, I've been pretty accurate picking the series. I think Boston's the better team. I don't think Robert Williams is a solvable issue. Um, I don't think they're going to score on the interior. Listen, I, I said this, the Warriors have become a bar stool missing a leg. The Celtics can score now low perimeter transition. The Warriors can score perimeter transition. They can't score down low. If Robert plays 28 minutes, they can't score. You've just taken a bar stool away from their offense. I think that's the series. I know it sounds crazy that Robert Williams is the series, but I'm watching these games. I'm like, when he's on the floor, Warriors are completely limited. He had a profound impact on the second half of of game three, especially in that fourth quarter. I did think it was interesting that the Celtics played brilliantly in the first quarter and Robert Williams went to the bench three minutes in and they went small and played with that lineup, which I think speaks to the different ways that the Celtics can beat you. The Warriors in the half court have no shot against the Celtics defense. Their efficiency numbers in the half court in this series are terrible. They need Boston to beat itself. They need the Celtics to throw the ball around the gym, commit 18 turnovers (laughs) like they did in game two, 11 live ball so they can get 33 points in transition. That's what they need to have happen. They need the Celtics to just implode once again in the third quarter as they have frankly, for every game in this series, but a little bit less in uh, in Game 3. If the Celtics don't beat themselves, I don't see any path for Golden State to beat Boston. There just are too many ways for the Celtics to win and not enough ways for Golden State to do it.
Yep. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. We've got him doing boxing for us and guesting on basketball. Um, I'm just, we are, I've said this before on the, the volume. We're, we're very lucky. We're a small company. We're just starting and we got some huge breaks early. And I didn't even know Chris Mannix was available. I got a call from somebody. He said, what do you think of Chris Mannix? And I'm like, wow, we're a legit, we're a legitimate media company. <laughs> we can employ Chris <laughs> Mannix. Um, you're, you're great. You know what I think of you? And um, I'm happy for Boston. You know what? California's won a lot of championships recently. It's time. The Red Sox aren't going to win this year. The Yankees are. So it's going to be a really rough New England summer. The Patriots aren't the same franchise. It looks like the new big shots in town are the Celtics, and it's great seeing you, buddy. And uh, Colin, this is for the Celtics, not to put the cart ahead of the horse, but all these guys, or most of these guys, are 25, 26 years old. Most of these guys are under contract for the long term. I think the Celtics eventually will have to figure out the heir to Al Horford. He'll probably be back next year on the same contract, but right. they have they have real staying power. And uh, on the subject of the volume, man, kudos to you for for the foresight for Draymond. Like I I woke up this morning. And the first thing I did was listen to Draymond Green's podcast. The first thing I did, because I wanted to hear his reaction to the game, his reaction to the crowd, and uh, he is unfiltered. I'll say that. He's been uh, such a great addition. Thanks, Chris. Great seeing you. You got it. volume make sure to check out the draymond green show i brought draymond green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports unique perspective understands behind the rope also chops up with guests like gary payton zach levine tracy mcgrady make sure download the draymond green show wherever you get your podcasts only on the volume podcast network Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.